Hello, listeners, and welcome to Shattering Superstructure, a podcast that breaks through the majority opinion and mainstream culture. I'm your host, Alex Arabian, a journalist who explores the value of art for the sake of art. In these interviews, in which I'll have occasional co-hosts, there will be no scoops, no juicy bits, and no hidden agendas, just a safe space in which one can think as one wishes and say what one thinks. And on that note, let's get to the episode. Thank you for listening. All right, listeners, in this episode, we have Colby Minifee promoting her new film, Homebody, directed by Joseph Sackett and co-starring Trey Ryder and Maria Dizia. It's streaming exclusively on Fandor, but you can also purchase or rent it on all major streaming platforms. And with me in this episode, I have my friend, Saad Rolando, who's going to be an occasional guest host on my podcast. And uh, in this interview also, we explore the value of art for the sake of art, of course. And Colby gets into how capitalism sort of uh, creates hurdles for us who simply just want to create Uh, We talk about the death of indie film, we talk about short films, we talk about Eugene O'Neill, we talk about The Boys, of course, and uh, Gen V, the new spinoff. So without further ado, here's Colby Menefee. Thank you, listeners. Hey, Colby. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Colby? What's going on, you guys? What's going what on? What up? What up? Nothing much. <laughs> Welcome to uh, our podcast, Shattering Superstructure. Uh, I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'm Saad. Nice to meet you, Colby. Nice Again, to thanks meet you, a lot Saad. for uh, taking time out of your day out yeah. in whatever part of the world you're in to talk to us. Hey, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your podcast to cover this movie because it's very nice that people are watching it and covering it and talking about it. It's very nice. You know, you never know. They should be talking about it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's all pastels and sun and like yellows. (laughs) A lot of bright. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of natural lighting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It 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 was cool to see how bright the entire film was from start to finish. It, mm-hmm. it like with such like a you know somber kind of theme to it too. Like it's it's very interesting. Such an innocent theme. You don't necessarily see that often. Yeah. Where it's like a kid's perspective on gender identity and what's going on as an innocent little person in the world who's not really sure what the hell is really going on in the world exactly he's like struggling with himself yes who's not really sure what he feels all he knows is he's got desires and he's got interests and he really likes his babysitter and he wants to be her and then he also really enjoys her boyfriend all of a sudden do you know what i mean like yeah exactly yeah he's just following his nose um and he's allowed to you know it's like a fantasy uh space for him and and the the color theme i feel like you know all about birth and 
and Joe right. Sackett, the genius. Um, uh, it was all like Easter colors, you know, it's all like rebirth colors, um, pastels and like, and uh, yeah, I just, it's a, it's, it's amazing when you, I'm shadowing a director right now on, on this show that I'm working on and, it's just fascinating thinking about all the ways in which you can tell a story. And Joe from day one, it was like had a vision for this movie and was able to communicate it with his team and execute it in a way that, uh, you know, makes it a very unique looking thing. Um, uh, yeah. So if you can make sense of that word salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I honestly didn't pick up on the the rebirth thing, but that's that's brilliant. Um, uh, and definitely thematically resonant with sort mm -hmm. of uh, you know uh, Johnny's, I guess transition or you know at least his figuring out his um, exploration. His, his yeah. exploration. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like his discovery of yeah. This like you know this this yeah it's almost like he's looking for someone to give him the permission to go do it yes you know and, I think and really feel that it's it's he gives himself permission <clears throat> in a lot of ways there's like you know the lipstick moment I feel the storyline of the beginning he washes the lipstick away and is like you know has a lot of shame around it feels like he's yeah wrong <clears throat> and then by the end he's like he enjoys it. And he has enough confidence to let his mother into the room uh, without without washing it off and being like, well, let's see what she says. And, you know, he's gifted with a really supportive and wonderful uh, mother in the yeah. form of the legend Maria Dizia. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it, there's a uh, a real ac acceptance of his own um, desire in a way and his own um uh, sense of self he's like oh I feel this way and I'm actually gonna explore it a bit more in my own body you know yeah totally it's I mean even in your body in in Melanie's body you yeah. know he gives himself permission countless times I mean there's uh there's some of the, like these adult situations that he's put into and it's like not and it's not you know it's not they're not innocent situations and it's also no. things that women every day you know yeah. go through that you know, we could put a bigger lens on for sure. And in, in those moments, he even says, you know, close subconscious and gives himself permission without even, you know, and Melanie's is like freaking out. And then yeah. you're just like, what is this kid going to do right now? Like, yeah. is he really going to go in the room with Tom? Is he yeah. like, what, yeah. you know, and it's like, and I safe? think, yeah, you know? is he safe? D does he feel safe? Is this, you know, it's just such an interesting yeah. perspective and such a powerful and hilarious right. um way to really look at the identity and discovering and exploring what that means for oneself yeah. and it's i thought it was awesome i, I thought right. it was so cool yeah it's good it, it was there there's moments when i was first reading the script where i was like oh my god is that is are they gonna have sex right now like what <laughs> is gonna yeah his mind gonna be blown <laughs> yeah it's i was good. gonna say I mean, tom isn't he's unknowing he's like my girlfriend doesn't want to have sex with me what the fuck like what yeah. 
but this is he doesn't understand what this is so it's just um it was handled i think really beautifully and safely i think by joe you know um but it is that thing of like of like you know there's that moment on the train uh that i think is still in there i'm not sure if it is um uh where melanie's Uh, on the train and then she sees this guy who's like you know, and that's like an everyday crime. Born and raised in New York, everyday totally. Just like, who's looking at me today? Cool. Keep my keys, you know, tucked into my hand and walk yep. home. And here we go, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, and Johnny's like, oh, this is a new world where all of a sudden people are looking at me as an object of desire that uh, he never has to deal with, you know. Right, uh, and he almost he, he almost smirks at it. Like they're, when he's in the park and the dude's like following him and he's like on the phone, yeah. like kind of like, uh, uh, yeah. I'm not following you. And he's just like, yeah, hmm. yeah. You know, kind of yeah. like, and he's like, all right, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. When any everyone, anyone else would be like creeped out, you know, but yeah. he's like, well, finally, I'm, you know, getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I am, oh, I'm passing as a woman. How exciting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a very like whimsical take on body dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, there was this um, uh, like a kind of a horror movie um, that came out earlier this year that was also about body dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something something World's Fair. I'm blanking on the name um but uh we're all going to the world's fair i think it was what it was called mm-hmm. and it would that was a great one but i like I something this... something world's fair better personally yeah mm-hmm. honestly is, i would watch that it's a great tile what's uh, the something something i need to know <laughs> yeah and um i think this was you know there's a place for that and a place for this a more optimistic take on sort of yeah. Uh, body dysphoria or exploration at least so like i'm curious what were the um conversations um with the director about you know uh johnny's sort of exploration you know figuring out you know is he trans or is he kind of on the non-binary spectrum or he doesn't even know um, yeah i think I, there were a lot of conversations about that and i think um that the the consensus is that we you know Joe and I th- I I think Joe would uh, would say this to you too is that when he was a kid um, he would you know dress up in very femme outfits <laughs> and wear his mother's clothes and uh, he is a gay man and is very proud to have his male body and is like very proud to live in the world as a gay man um the way that he's living uh but at that age you know you're just like i in high school was like oh god it would be so much better to be a dude you know i'd get more (laughs) parts it's like so much more i was a child actor i was like there's so much more written for men like already jaded as a child um and it also just things felt easier for men, you know, you have to have my period. There was all this like strange female dynamics between women, young women, you know, competition as there is with dudes, but uh, you know, being on the grass is always greener, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, uh, I, 
and I grew up and I'm like, oh yeah, I can wear whatever I want. I can dress in whatever I want. And I've talked about this quite a lot actually in press for this movie, but I feel much more confident in suits and in male clothing when I'm going, when I'm going to a party or when I'm going to an event, I just feel like, um, and brightly colored suits, of course, like crazy outlandish stuff, but I feel much more my, um, like I can hold my power in, in a way, uh, when I'm wearing a suit. Now, I don't know if that's me being uncomfortable with my feminine side. I don't know if that's me being uncomfortable with my own sexuality, like my own, like holding my, my, my sexy power, you know, there's like all of these, uh, dynamics that are at play when we ask ourselves what we wear in the morning or how we want to present in the right. morning, you know, there's like so much going on in that question. Um, and I think that this movie is, is just a, a, a microcosm of that question. We all ask ourselves is like, how, what would it be like to explore this thing that I love? Um, I love this woman. I want to explore this woman in a in a way uh, in a fantasy, you know, um, <clears throat> and in a non sexual way, in right. just a it just a a um, a curious way, and and I think uh, Johnny, you know, we don't know what Johnny's future is, um, but I think just just being surrounded by people like his mother in in the in this world of that are open and kind and and accepting is accepting. all the kid yeah. needs really you know so important totally yeah totally you, you said something about <clears throat> you know you yourself colby you know being more confident in suits and you know bright of course with you know bright colors you know whatever but the the notion of like wearing you know male yeah. dominant clothing you're right and and that is itself a sense you know a discovery an exploration of you know, an expression of maybe your identity and like figuring out you know what it is you know you who you are and what you feel comfortable with mm -hmm. and um and i found you know the correlation it's funny because, you know, you're, you know, older than Johnny, clearly, right? Yeah. You know, you're not a kid anymore. And, you know, imagine if we were all living in, in a world where it was accepted to just wear those things, you know, because I know you're, you know, you're a 90s kid. Right? In yeah. the 90s, is, is, you know, we're all 90s kids on here. Like, we all kind of understand what that was like back then. It's like, mm -hmm. there wasn't this notion of how, you know, accepting parents are these days with that, right? Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I just find it so interesting that we make those decisions every day, you know, and, and sometimes we even lack making some of those decisions because we're so stuck in our ways now. Like, you know, why don't we go put on a dress and walk around, you know, LA, yeah. New York, whatever. Like, yeah. I kind of feel like doing that, you know, why, why can't I? Right. So it's just, why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because it's because there's so much shame built around these things and, and there's so much like, well, men don't do that or, or no, nah, you look like a dude. Like, why are you wearing, you know, but yeah. it really doesn't, I mean, who cares? Yeah, exactly. There's so much going on. <laughs> We're yeah. like, 
it just, but people are afraid. People are so afraid of what lives inside mm-hmm. of them. And they're so afraid of their own, you know, uh, femininity, masculinity uh, as it exists inside of them that they just, you know, they just go, oh, no. Yeah. They're afraid of people around them doing something that is different um, or not what they grew up with, you know? Totally. Totally. I, I think Homebody is an exceptional film. And I think the, the fact that it's, it's for the largely the entire film, it's through Johnny's perspective, right? Yeah. Even though Melanie's body is there, it's really Johnny who's driving the, the it's film, story, right? For sure. Yeah, it's his story. And, you know, and to, to that end, I mean, what, what was your favorite part playing Johnny in Melanie's body? Like as an, as an actor, sometimes I I find it liberating to play these things because it's like it's so it's almost like you know wearing a mask a little bit but then you have to like relearn how to be a kid you gotta like and like you're not a kid like you're in a big body and it's a and it's a different gender like I I just thought that was fascinating you did such a great performance doing that by the way it was (laughs) awesome and but I'd love to hear like what you felt like you know I mean it's like a fantasy exercise, right? We do these, we, we play, it's playing pretend. It's like, what would it, what does a, the, the kitchen counter feels so high to somebody, Trey Ryder's age and height. You know, it feels like, whoa. And then like, it's like, what is, oh, I can touch things up high. Whoa. What is that? You know, to me, it, the, the, my favorite, I mean, favorite scenes to film were the, were the scenes with other people. Um, uh, where Johnny's interacting with other people and trying to pass as as Melanie and what would Melanie say and how do we communicate um, as a real person? What is the, you know, like Whitmer Thomas, who's amazing and Maria Dizia. It's just, because so much of the movie I was acting alone and I had an earwig in my ear, like reciting uh, with my friend, Stephanie Winland saying, the scenes that are going on between Melanie and Johnny in my head uh-huh. so that I can have something to anchor myself to. Right. Okay. But, but for so much of the movie, it was me acting alone and I act, I'm like responding to other, my favorite thing is responding to other people. And instead, like, oh, yeah. like so much of the movie, I was just like, well, I'll just walk down the street being like, whoa, what's going on over here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when I did have somebody there to work off of, it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, yeah. And there's that fine line of like, of like, um, pretending, like actually trying to pass and, and as Melanie and, yeah. like, and like, um, not knowing how to, do you know, there's like that weird space I had to try to, find sometimes more successful than others (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) but i also had the gift of like just great actors you know yeah the 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 entire cast did a really good job they did a really good trey Ryder. i mean give the kid some give the kid an award like it was it was so beautiful the way that he he put that this on his face you know you can really see it It it's so subtle yes he's so subtle i I have to take some subtle um acting classes for him i'm more of like a subtle actor like yeah. he's very <laughs> present um but he's so he's so good and just such a cool kid you know um and he comes from a very large 
like a, everybody, every, all of his siblings are actors and extremely oh, wow. successful ones. Yeah. His sister no was way. In, um, never rarely, sometimes always. Oh, uh, okay. she was, yeah. It's Talia Ryder. She was in, she was in the new uh, West Side Story as a dancer and an actor. Oh. I mean, she's killer. His other sister's been on Broadway for like five years straight. I mean, they're, they're, they're mothers. It's in the genes, man. It's, right, it's right in here, dude. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so as a 90s baby, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to ask, you know, okay, what were your favorite movies and shows growing up? We all have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and favorite 90s toys, favorite okay. 90s music. Okay, so um, I... <laughs> I can't, this is going to be a strange answer because my father, I grew up born and raised in New York City, Manhattan. And um, uh, my dad is an opera singer and my mother is a chef and they're very like new agey, like soy milk to school, bring my own soy milk to school type, type people. <laughs> um, and so I, I wasn't allowed to watch TV as a kid. We were allowed one movie a week as far as I remember. And so toys were like blocks and um, Sculpey. My sister and I did a lot of things with with that Sculpey clay, which you would then bake in the oven, which now I do I do ceramics. So I'm like, ah, oh, my old days as a child ceramicist with Sculpey. No, um, <laughs> I did a lot of like drawing and a lot of that stuff. Uh, but I did have a couple American Girl dolls and I loved cutting their hair. And then, which to my mother's horror, and in terms of like movies, I mean, we were in love with uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and yes, we watched like we were we really liked Chariots of Fire, <laughs> oddly, okay. that like old British film um, that was produced by uh, the Doty and his father from The Crown, that episode of The Crown, the most recent ep- like oh. season, uh, the, the guy who was dating Diana when she died produced oh, wow. chariots of fire i just learned this and i feel really what bad. um oh. and then my other like favorite movies like where are the oh uh wild hearts can't be broken i mean okay. talk about a great That's... like young woman 90s movie Hell um yeah. what else music i mean we just listen to opera um so i know opera. a lot my dad was learning the ring cycle um wagner's ring cycle uh when we were kids so i know a lot of siegfried um (laughs) (laughs) but then he would have like a great tape when we were in car rides and he made it was this he called it the great tape and it was like james taylor joan baez um bob dylan and and, there you go and then some you know some uc burling packed in there a little bit you know It's all weird like so when i went to middle school and everybody's singing these jingles these these um uh commercial jingles i had no idea what they were talking about i was like what is that they were like you okay you're singing you're singing singing opera in school what's going on here you just making up something yeah (laughs) exactly yeah oh yeah this doubtfire man can never, it never gets old. Robin Williams and just San Francisco. Yeah. Alex, Alex and I are San Franciscans. Oh, really? Like, you know, it's very yeah. touching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, he moved yeah. up there and then he got all the, he like, he was like insisted on filming a lot of his movies up there. And actually my, 
one of my best friends, my old roommate, uh, his father, he's from Marin County and okay. his father uh, worked on Mrs. Doubtfire when I heard that. Actually, this is cool. <laughs> my friend's name is Michael Bueller. He came to set one day wearing red cow cowboy boots as a child, like a five-year-old. And the costume designer was like, and we're putting those in the movie. And they put Mara Wilson in red cowboy boots. I don't know if you remember that from that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. David, he was like a fashion icon. Uh, my friend Michael Bueller at age five. <laughs> no way. Because yeah. of him, they put red cowboy boots in the film. Yes. Yes. Wow. That is huge. Sat on set. <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't that crazy? What an what an icon. We're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to give him a shout out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Michael Bueller deserves all the shout outs. <laughs> so uh let's talk artistic influences. I'm always mm -hmm. curious about that. Um you know, what actors and directors influenced you growing up and continue to influence you? Yeah, um, I love Cassavetes. Mm. Um, I love um, Jenna Rollins, I think, is a total genius. And uh, I aspire to her work all the time. As my, I mean, like, like, I, you know, what a what a idol to have do you know what i mean right. <laughs> like um she's just i just think she's the bee's knees and i've i remember i really like samantha morton as an actress i think her movie jesus's son i became obsessed with when i was in high school um when i learned how to turn the tv on uh when my parents weren't there and uh could get <laughs> from school um and I find, yeah, I find her to be just people that are free on camera. There's this freedom, like Joaquin Phoenix, you know, there's this uh, presence right. that I aspire to that is hard to achieve. But I have the luxury of working on a TV show that allows for a lot of allows for those for mistakes, for you to jive with mistakes, for you to run with whatever comes out of your mouth. And if it's a crazy <laughs> ad lib that is the most ridiculous thing you've ever said in your life, they're like, cool, yeah, I love it, you know? So I've had the the luxury of getting to exercise that that um, thing I'm, I aspire to do better at, the presentness thing on this show. Um, I'm, I love Charlie, Kaufman like crazy and I couldn't believe I got to work on one of his movies and yeah. like Synecdoche New York for me I would like when I was in high school I was just like what is this oh my god <laughs> my favorite movie and like there's just a lot of I know it sounds all highfalutin shit um right now but it there's there's just like uh these people that make weird shit you know, yeah. stuff that oh, just man. sits in a way that you're like, wait, what? You can do that in film? What? What is that about? You know, <clears throat> like, like the reason why I fell in love with Samantha Morton is she has this dance in Jesus's son or Billy Crudup sitting there with Michael Shannon, who's playing like he's got one scene in this movie. Like, oh, shit. Icon, you know, yeah, you've got all these people sitting in this room and she's dancing to um this a song sweet pea and she's just like jiggling everything in a way where i'm like 
oh, I don't have to be sexy. Like, I don't have to be, I don't have to uh, uh, try to look a certain way that's presentable to the masses. Like, fuck that. Why do I, why do we have to, um, you know, squeeze ourselves into these boxes, you know? And luckily, I'm very fortunate that streaming became much more popular when I was getting into more TV uh, and, and doing less, like I was doing a lot of theater, but I was like, you know what? I want to do more TV and film. And Jessica Jones came along with like a crazy character. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, sure. Great. Sounds good. Like, and they let, they let me kind of go in a way that I'm not sure network TV would. Mm. No. Hold space for in the same way. Do you know? Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. And a, um, amen to that, you know, amen to, the point of like, you know, fuck that. Like we don't have to be put in these boxes, you know? And, and you're right. Like the, the freedom to just do whatever you want. And you, you know, and you, you brought up some great examples. Like, you, you know, I gotta ask, you know, especially since you brought up Jessica Jones and what was her name? The Robin, right. That was the character. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. 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 Like Robin is, is, you know, is very similar to Ashley in a sense of like yes. that, like yes. crazy energy and actually, you know, from the boys, right. That, that's what we're talking yeah. about. Just yeah. the listeners know. Right. And like, <laughs> gotta ask like, I, do you chew on fucking glass to get into this crazy energy? Is that like part of you? Like, that's like just what? me Is that growing just, up. Just, 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 yeah. just going. Yeah. It's just, I wish I chewing glass sounds fun. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> I just grew up in fucking New York and you know, the thing is it's, there's a, um, I mean, the theater thing, like I have to learn how to, how to just trust that whatever, whatever I'm thinking about is coming across my face. I don't have to like add a bunch right. of extra shit to it. I'm still learning that <laughs> every day I'm working. I'm like, right, Colby, right, Colby, just calm down. It's okay. You know, but yeah. that's, I mean, I do think that the, the, the characters that they, um, that they cast that people cast me in tend to be a little bit on the more high strung side or the um more right. intense side partly because of because of that you know but i uh i really think i get to this point before they call action where i'm just like you know we live in there's so much fear and this is kind of what this movie's about what home body's about we live yeah. in so much fear uh 90% of the time about who we are and showing ourselves and oh god what if I trip on the street like what? you know like what ooh, ooh, my my uh my fly was down you know there's like we live in this place I used to be so self-conscious growing up that if I dropped my umbe umbrella on the train I wouldn't bend down to pick it up immediately because I knew everybody was looking at me at that time. So I couldn't, <laughs> what if I looked weird? I think that like, we live in this kind of strange fear-based place. And honestly, you look around in, in 70 years, all three of us will most likely be dead and no one will really remember what you know this moment that happened unless it made them laugh the world's gonna move on the world's pro i'm such a doomsdayer right now but like nah, probably not gonna last for much longer who the fuck cares you exactly. know why not ex yeah. expose everything that you know why not just open my heart and let people in because it might 
help somebody with their day, or it might be teach somebody else like, oh, I don't have to worry about Z. Why just go for it? Why not? You know? Yeah. At the same time, it feels good too. It's almost healing for yourself. Yes. It feels great. That's what I tell myself too, before I ask it, I'm like, you know, asking dudes that all the time. I'm like, Hey, you want to go on a date? You know, like why wait? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, we, we don't have to um, live in that place. Really. It's exhausting. Totally. Space of fear, I guess, is the answer to your question. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point. No, yeah, thanks. Thanks for, for taking us through that. I mean, I, I was wondering, I was like, man, I don't know how Colby does it to, to stay in that energy through a lot of this, this character's like arc, you know, and oh, it's, it's just yeah. so interesting to like see the evolution of that and ripping hair out and then becoming yeah. CEO and then, you know, and then for you to do homebody, which is such a different, you know, yeah thing right it's uh it, it's just it's yeah it's just it's really cool to see and i was just curious you know what does she do to get herself there and it's yeah. it's great yeah i just uh have you know the jitters before they call action and it just you know just comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I also, you know i have to say i the people on these shows are so talented and the people in homebody are so talented that you just don't have to do much you know it, it they're there you know you don't have to you don't have to you're not pushing a boulder up a hill as much as you are on something that isn't as well written or isn't you know stacked with such great actors you know Right, right. And theater is in your DNA. And I used to do theater in high school and we used to like amp each other up too. And yeah, so, you know, like there's exercises that, yeah, all that stuff. But also shorts are are in your DNA and you still do shorts. And I Mm -hmm. love that. It's like, it tells me that you do your art for art's sake. Um, yeah. because you love it and you know some people don't you know right. they become actors for the wrong reason and yeah. even as you're like kind of skyrocketing right now and you know blowing up on the you know fame front you're still doing shorts I mean you have one this year and you have one coming out next year so um, do you think that's something you're always gonna continue to do it's just you know shorts with new directors and actors that you like and yeah any kind of project no matter the length yeah i'm just i just get turned on by good writing and uh i i can't really i i kind of am a horror in that way where like i'm like (laughs) if they'll have me i want to do it you know i'm i i just want to work and i want to i mean i get to play pretend for a living i want to do it all the time like who cares what the status of the thing is do you know it mm-hmm. it, it also i also am not I, you know there's more um i see people when i'm hanging out with the cast of the boys you know i see people behaving around them differently mm. all of a sudden they're like uh, oh and they change their posture yeah. and there's like a and there's like a yeah there's a different which is totally understandable we appear in your living room you know and there's a 
there's like a strange uh, thing that happens, you know, when I, if I like, I would do the same thing if I met Claire Foy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> so I feel, but I noticed that I, I, I am not interested in the, um, in, in the, the, like, it's a slippery slope that being mm. around that all the time yeah. uh, can be a little tricky. I think um, it can get very easily get to a point of just expecting it or expecting um, free stuff. And I can't, I'm like, I just get, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I, what I do enjoy is having more jobs available um, yeah. to me, which hopefully will happen uh, when this show inevitably ends do you know what i mean i can't i can't ever expect it because i don't know people might be like now ah, we're sick of colby we're done and that might be a real thing and i i would be i in that case like very very it's also i'm say i'm like doing part of the show is i get then get enough money to go do theater again do you know <laughs> like yeah 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 money doing theater half the time um especially if you go out after the show as much as i do um yeah. but <laughs> There's like a, yeah, all this being said, I'm, I just get turned on by good writing. So there's no, there's no, uh, real, um, criteria other than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, sorry, Alex, I was going to say, you know, when, when, when we saw the, the resume of like these shorts and also you know all the other projects you seem to fit in we're like you know this person's a true artist like colby's going out there and making cool stuff with with people and not just doing it for the you know the thing there's got to be a reason to why she's doing this and now we know you're yeah. a whore for good writing you want to <laughs> exactly be in right. things like That's exactly we, right. we totally get it and that's and, what it'll uh, read on my on my tombstone. Horror yeah. for good writing, <laughs> and sometimes not so good writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and that's part of it too. Like, you know, it's 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 hard to make not so good writing good. You know, mm. and that's and that's an actor's job, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, and that's part of it. That's part of you know. It's kind of one of those dirty parts of it. But but yeah. the, uh, the 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 thing that you know, Alex and I talk about a lot is like the death of like independent films that the death of like art for art's sake. And we want to oh. give you like, you know, two thumbs up on that. Like we're pumped to have you out there doing that. And and hopefully we see more of that. And Thanks. and hopefully we get, to, go ahead. I just, I just, I remember reading, I did this O'Neill play, it's Eugene O'Neill play years ago. And I remember reading his biography and he would just move to whatever pub he liked at the time in New York city move just just right above it so he could just go down and dream I mean, he is a, a severe alcoholic but like he would just go down and drink and write and then go with his friends to keep caught and make a bunch of fucking plays and then just like oh i don't know you want to do this over here that kind of thing is hard to find now because capitalism has come and said oh you want to do something oh ha 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 no you have to live first and living right. is expensive right. and there's that kind of uh that kind of like unbridled um making of things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it happens on tiktok now which is great um i need to join tiktok but like that kind of unbridled making of things is rare and uh harder to come by now 
And I don't even know how to begin. Do you know? I don't even know how yeah. to, how to, so if people will have me on their projects, like, yes, please. And thank you. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, uh, you, you worked with Joseph Sackett, you know, the writer of Home, Homebody prior, yeah. um, where the title was in your blood. Am I, I was in your blood. Yeah. Was I was the, in your that blood. That was the short version of this movie. Yeah. That was the short, right? And then before yeah. that, you worked with them on another short, I Dominant believe. Dominant Species, was it? Dominant Species, right? Yeah, the yeah. aliens coming in and trying to be uh, in the male body, right? Like, yeah. and kind of exploring what that meant. I you know? love that movie. Yeah. I, I, I got to watch it. I'm not going to lie. I, I read about it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, he, he's yeah. got so, so many cool, weird, but really yeah. deep, thought-provoking ideas. Like, I got to yeah. go check that out. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I bring that that up because one, I think Joseph Sack is a fucking genius. I think like some yeah. of the things he's doing is like really cool um, from, from what I saw. And, and also I bring that up because it speaks to the importance of working in these shorts and doing the job because, you know, just making art with people. Yeah. Because then in the future, you'll make a feature film with them and have more work. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, yes, exactly. It's all laying the you know? seed. You also don't know who you're going to jive with. You could be totally. like, mm, I don't know about this person. And you get on set and you're like, Oh my God, I love how they work. You know, yeah. uh, you just don't, it's all about risk. You know, you just, we have to always risk ourselves to make art, you know, and it's, it's yeah. relationships too. You just don't know risk your time um and sometimes it's really works and sometimes it doesn't you just don't know until you get there yeah That's a great point so you're you're 100%. shooting in, in toronto hopefully <laughs> that can only mean one thing uh the boys <laughs> season four yep yep okay. you guessed it yeah <laughs> but i can't promise how soon it's going to come out we're filming well until through like March, April of oh. this coming year. And then they got to do all the VFX, which of course. Right. A lot of those. Time. Yeah. Please take your time because yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's like we, we fucking love this show. It's yeah. I've never seen a show like this. Um, that is such a biting satire and condemnation of structures of power and on tv before like yeah it's just uh it just shits on corporations and mm -hmm. and government uh corruption and uh, airs on amazon and <laughs> amazingly yeah is that funny i know and they even slipped in you know some cia hate on there and really explored the uh iran contra scandal and yeah. you know it gave me hope that we can still expose things like nicaragua and the other you know all the other genocides that the u.s commit yeah daily yeah. uh without getting pushback and censorship from the pentagon which you know sadly does intervene right. sometimes in hollywood uh they have a yeah. whole department for it so we did oh, not know that <laughs> yeah the yeah. dod has a like a, mm. a department, department of cinema defense <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah actually, yeah, actually, have, I I just actually have no idea if that's what it's called i just made it up i know i'm not sure <laughs> what it's called but they like to yeah, yeah. 
I like to censor certain words, but I'm just like shocked that it, it got away and I'm happy that it did. Yeah. So what is yeah. your sort of take on that? Those well, the things? beautiful thing about the boys is that it's uh, it's able to have to discuss really intense, crazy shit um, through this because it's living in a fantasy world of superheroes, that superheroes are real. And, you know, surprisingly, sometimes people really don't, um, they're not understanding the sat satirical part of it oh, sometimes, okay. yeah. but, uh, but the fact, the fact that we're able to, to, uh, talk about violence and, um, government and corporations and critique them in a really big way on this show which exists on a really big um, corporate platform is quite remarkable, actually, when you think about it. Um, and that's all due to Eric Kripke, the genius of Eric Kripke. He toes that fine line of like, it's satire, but the realer we play it, the the more successful it will be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Speaking uh, about real, I mean, yeah, it's it's very real in the sense that like, you know, just going back to your character, how Ashley, like her evolution from assistant in the background to bot CEO and the things she has to do is so reminiscent of like, I, you know, I, I played around in corporate America for like nine years and like seeing the game that people play in, in that world is insane. It's fucking wild. And Ashley does it really well, you know, yeah. Meanwhile, there's people that could kill her right to her left that she has to play around and tiptoe around. Yeah, I mean, it was was there any was there any research? Did you go like work in an office for a while? You know, I like, how, how did you kind of how did I you kind of get to that, that point? That you think that I, <laughs> I mean, I, I know nice. I know you didn't, but it it was so real. It was so like you know you you know, I, but I have to ask. I mean, did did you spend six months in a? I. <laughs> in a I, uh, software company or like what? i i know that would be actually really smart to do that i um talked to two publicists one in la and one in new york when i first got the job because i'd never met a publicist before i'd never needed one i was like i'd met one you know the the like publicists here or there or whatever but i was like oh hi nice to meet you yeah you, you know um and uh, it was really fascinating talking to them um and my mom also, you know, she worked at the same mag, she worked at Gourmet Magazine for 32 years. And I would go to her office quite a lot because it was, I went to middle school and high school in Times Square. And then I would walk to her office, which was also in Times Square and eat whatever food they were making uh, that day, which was a great childhood. Um, and <laughs> she, I just, I do remember like office politics and what my mother was like in the off, in the, in the, corporate world, which was, you know, someone who had to, she was the boss of a lot of people and she had to delegate in a lot of ways. And she had to, she had to behave in a certain way that was uh, appropriate for that setting. And it was like seeing my mother like that. It's like, huh, it's interesting. And there's like all these interpersonal connections you're constantly having to field and deal with. And people are, you know, doing their, uh, everyone's got their feelings and you have to kind of yeah. 
oh, this is what this is. And this is what, the, and this is how I survive here. And I can use this. I mean, my mom was using people survival to survive, you know, yeah. there is a, um, yeah. I mean, it's also just really well-written that there was, that there was not, all I had, to, all I had to do was understand the relationships and, yeah. you know, it's there. Um, but what fun. I mean, I love that. Sh- I love working on this show. It's so fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Okay. Let me say things that. nobody should ever say on camera. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah, you, very you, liberating. You mentioned you got to like kind of improvise a little bit. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They love ad libs. I mean, they want, they, they, they want a couple takes of what's written and then they let me go and I get to like, I mean, I, what I do is I write and I learned this from this fucking brilliant actor, PJ Byrne. I just write options, other options. And sometimes they are horrifying um, things. I really worry about where my brain is going. Do you know? I'm like, why am I, why am I bringing this up? (laughs) This odd thing, but it's uh, fun that they allow that to happen. I mean, the way Kripke runs his set is, everybody's allowed to have ideas and whichever idea is the best idea wins not wins but is included do you know right right um which is a beautiful thing i'm just now looking at the time and i have a how long was this do do you still do we still have time am i cutting it short i just have a meeting at um no whatever what, yeah, whatever works um, for you yeah we don't want to let me just check and yeah. see uh, we were we were just actually doing a little bit of a time check. Oh, okay. good. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just realized I have a meeting across town, and I don't know Toronto traffic. If if Toronto is listening, if the Toronto government is listening, you okay. need Tell to change the deal with how you do construction. Okay. You can't be every road at the same time, okay? <laughs> same time? Come on, Toronto. Public Listen up. Come on, Toronto. Come on. I know. It's every it's every road. So a 15-minute trip becomes – it took me an hour and 40 minutes to get home the other day, and I was like, this can't be happening. <laughs> Holy shit. What? No, that, that you, we, we, can't, we, we can't let that happen. We're going to get Toronto to listen to this. Yes. They're going to fix the problem. got to call yeah. Doug Ford. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Colby. Well, well. It was. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. But thank wait, who? What? How? But what? 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 <laughs> thank you so much, and I I would close on three rapid fire questions. Okay. Is season four going to be more fucked up because they keep pushing the boundaries every season? Will we get more Soldier Boy? What can we expect from Gen B? Ooh, okay, three rapid fire questions. Um, it's always gonna be more fucked up. I don't know yes. what these writers are taking, but it's, it's I want some. Um, and <laughs> A B, um, I don't know if I can tell you anything about Soldier Boy. All I know is every time he uh was on set last season, I'd say, Soldier Boy, I'm in this all. Yeah. Uh, I know. I wanted I wanted the Soldier Boy dance to be incorporated somehow. But yes, we got it. Thank you. (laughs) And then Gen V, Gen V, Gen V is good and dark. Gen V is really dark. Um, 
but also the same it's you know it's how dark our show is same tone satire but it's dealing with kids that are um souped up and in college with raging hormones i mean what more drama could we get from that and i get to appear in a little bit of it which is great i'm so grateful for that how nice um because you know ashley (laughs) i just love her yeah. And I want to up here everywhere. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. The kids are good. The actors are really good. It's it. It was really fun being on that set. Um, yeah, that'll be good. I'm excited about that. Awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that... Kobe, thanks so much for speaking with us and answering all these questions and telling us so much about you and. And Homebody, like, Thank go you. watch Homebody, people. Yes, and everyone. it's incredible. It. Thank go you. Go watch you it. Tell them, tell them, Colby. Talking of, yeah, I mean, it's a really beautiful movie, and uh, I'm really proud of it. And um, I am, I thank you guys for talking about it because, you know, it's rare that things get, it's a miracle anything gets made at all. And for people to take time out of their day to watch it a and then b to talk about it and and make space for it um in their uh podcasts i appreciate so thank you this was fun yeah this was a good time you're cool we like you're awesome you guys are cool you're cool you got good posters back there by the way oh yeah thank you you've got you got a sick background as well Oh yeah, my Airbnb. Yeah, what's, what's, a, what's right. going on back there? Oh yeah. yeah, no idea. <laughs> 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 Not mine. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'll see you guys uh, at the next one, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, best we'll catch luck. up there. Yeah, <laughs> wherever there is. <laughs> wherever yeah. there is. If you're ever in LA, San Francisco, let us know. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I haven't been to San Francisco in a long, long time, but I I miss it. I miss the redwood forest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get you beautiful. on the podcast again. We'll... Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking do it, man. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Later. Later, bye. All right, everyone. I'd like to thank Colby Minifee. I'd like to thank my guest host, Saad Rolando, for taking the time to ask such great questions. And I'd like to promote Homebody, a great film that you can stream exclusively on Fandor and also rent and purchase on all major streaming platforms. Don't forget to watch The Boys and Gen V next year. Thanks again, listeners, and I'll see you next time on Shattering Superstructure. This is Alex Arabian signing out. <laughs>